Welcome to What She Said Podcast with Shanae Hall. Welcome back to What She Said. I'm at Vibe Studios Atlanta. This place is so cool. If you need a spot to film your podcast or you need a spot to come make your music, you're new to the game, definitely a location I would hit up. My girl, Tina Shaw, back in the building again for another episode of What She Said. What's up, girl? What's up, what's up, what's up? We back at it. And my special guest today, I say, you, you may be thinking, Sinead, why would you pick this person? But let me tell you why. Girls, women, we have questions, right? When you're having sex or when you have something happen with your man and you don't know, we call each other. So if his dick don't get hard, I call her and be like, Tina, his dick only got 72% hard. That don't make no sense. And she'll say, well, how old is he? And we diagnose the problem together and that's how we deal with it. This time, because on what she said, it's about discovering new things. I decided to bring on a urologist and he came to Atlanta to have this conversation with me personally. So I'd like to introduce my guest, Joel Abbott, Dr. Joel <laughs> Abbott, correct? Yes. He don't look like a doctor, but don't judge him. Don't judge a book by his cover. He know what he's doing. Like I said, I already screened him before this process. <laughs> So we can go ahead. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank Happy you so Happy much. Happy to be here with you guys. I'm glad to have you. Tina, likewise. Clock likewise. in. Don't clock Let's in. go and get up. Well, we got Joe the urologist. Here I am. Ooh. We got, so we got, we, got a, we got a lot of questions today. Let's go. Let's start. So we're going to start off real like doctor. Might need a drink for this. Yes. yes. Ooh, the first part is, is what you're familiar with, right? Conversational stuff that you'll be able to answer. The people hopefully ask you in your day-to-day practice. And then we'll get into the more personal things that you Certainly. like, don't like, and how to make us better lovers and so on and so forth. Let's do it. All right, let's get started. My first question is, I just want to debunk all the myths, right? Okay, let's debunk let's some myths today. Myths debunkers right now. One, okay, I went out with this guy, right? And he had these little baby hands. You remember you met him? Yes. Do we want to put his name out there for the no. <laughs> no, no, no. We don't want to put the no, name out no, there? No, okay. no, I don't even remember his name because he had a little baby hand, so it didn't go past that. Now he's feeling real hurt. Uh, I hope he's not watching this right now. <laughs> <laughs> so my assumption was, and we talked about it, you got little hands, you know, because when I met him, he was sitting down and he gave me his card and he was like, oh, let's, you know, hook up, go to dinner sometime. Okay, cool. We go to dinner and I stand up to give him a hug and he's like, five. Three, five, four, and he got these little—he got these little baby hands. And I was like, "Oh!" And so we're eating dinner, and I have regular-sized girl hands, and his hands was like mm. down here. Mm. So my first assumption was, mm. this, I know what you assume. This this mm. dick got to match the hands. Mm. It all got to coordinate. So did it? I don't know. I just told you it didn't make it. You could have debunked your own myth and not even brought me out here. I need to know general oh, population. You should have debunked your own. No, myth. that's a waste of juices. That was a waste Is there a correlation? I would say absolutely not. Not? I would say absolutely not. There are certain correlations in the body where like one's arm span is supposed to be the same as their height, somebody's foot is supposed to be the same as their wrist to their elbow. There's certain things in your body that's all proportioned. But when it comes down to the genital area, there's really no proportional, you know, none of that. Really? And so I've seen very small, very frail looking men and do an exam on them and you're like, whoa. <laughs> really? Whoa, okay. Um, so yeah, there's definitely not a correlation. You see, 
really tall guys, really big guys, huge hands, huge feet, with not much that they're working with, and you see the exact opposite routinely. So I would say there's absolutely no correlation. Okay. So it's just so all, you can't even look and stereotype then. You can't. It's so judge hard it. to stereotype. Absolutely, it's so hard to stereotype. I mean, you gotta, you know, get on the dance floor, let your hands wander, or something, because you can't just look at somebody and make assumptions. What? I think that's unfair. Because when guys look at us, they're like, "Oh, she got big boobs. Oh, her ass look nice." But do we know if they're fake? Nope. We does gotta it touch them and feel them and figure it out, right? But does it matter? You can have a fake big dick, and if it works. <laughs> Okay. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Can you get a penis enlargement? It's penis enlargement, I love that question. Um, so there is a broad understanding that there's the ability to do penile enlargement. And so you get patients that come through all the time saying, hey, I need that surgery. That, that surgery? Which one is that one? Or what, feed me a one? That surgery, you know, I, I need that, you know, the, mm, that surgery. So. Mm. The one thing I, I, I explain to patients, and I'll tell you guys here today, is um, the nerves are only so long. You cut a nerve, I mean, if we could fix nerves, there would be nobody paralyzed in the world, mm. right? There would be nobody in wheelchairs in the world, right? So there's, you know, nerves, you can't really fix a nerve, right? Okay. And so your nerve is only as long as your part. And so I could make, I could make your dick 12 feet long, but it won't have no nerve sensation to go from the base to the end of the dick. So, Me, let me ask you, meaning it won't have any sensation. sensation. But what about the... So yeah. he got a big dick, but he can't feel You'll have no elbow. sensation, no erection. Elbow. Like, they're getting it because they want it to, for pleasure for the female. But, the female but it won't get a, erect. Oh, it won't get erect. Yeah, so you need nerve stimulation to get it erect. You need um, uh, nerve stimulation for feeling, right? So for instance, and I'll, I'll use this as an example, um, you know, there's a lot of uh, gender identity stuff going on, and that's like uh, kind of a hot topic because they're, you know, folks are finally able to live who they want to be, right? Mm -hmm. Live their true, true life, their mm -hmm. truth, exactly. And so we're doing a lot of gender reassignment surgeries. And so you're taking, you know, people that were born female and providing them men parts to make them feel the way that they should be on the, the way that they are on the inside and so when that's done you know you can create a penis it's called a neophilus you can create a penis um, usually take skin from the inner forearm or like here on the um, the the, uh, the side by the hip bone and you know cannulize the urethra which is the p-tube and bring that all the way through, kind of wrap it around. It's usually a multi-stage surgery. It's not like a one and done, go in and get that new penis. It's right. not the way it works. So it's, it's levels to get it's the penis. It's levels, yeah. There's levels to getting it. It's multiple wow. surgeries. And, you know, a neophilus, you can make as long as you want, but it's just gonna be a, a floppy, flaccid piece of tissue. And so what we tend to do is, um, there are infl inflatable penile prosthesis, which is basically like a um, like a penis pump, right? It's a you know women have fake boobs, guys might have a fake penis, right? And what that is is you know the, the penis is real, but what we do is we um, replace the inner chambers where the where the blood fills up. There's still not much of sensation. We try to bring some of the clitoris out to the penis and try to create some sensation from the clitoris to the penis uh, but it's not it doesn't work the best to be honest uh, but it's the best that we can do um, and then in terms of erection function 
we, we achieved that by creating a, uh, you know, a, a new scrotum, which isn't going to have testicles in it, but it's just going to have the appearance of a scrotum. And inside the scrotum is a little pump, and you pump up, you know, just like the Reebok pump back in the day, right? Yeah, so you yeah. pump that up, and it fills the chamber, which would typically have blood that goes into it to create an erection. It fills it with water and then creates a fake erection. And so we, we use those for, for men that have erectile dysfunction, that medications aren't working, injections aren't working. What can you do? Well, we'll you know, implant this uh, penile prosthesis, this pump, and give you a, essentially a fake erection or an erection on demand. Uh, so we'll use the same thing when we create a neophilus for uh, you know, transgender, uh, gender reassignment surgeries, et cetera. Um, but the thing to realize is, yes, it's creating what you're asking, which is it's creating a member that's going to work. The dick's going to work. It's going to get erect. You're going to pump it up. But there's not going to be a whole lot of feeling. There's not ejaculation. There's not much orgasm. But, you know, you're, you're able to help, you know, mentally create more of a male physique to somebody who is trying to, you know, live that Okay, so the pump it up part kind of went over my head. Okay. They have, is it a pump? They have literally a pump that they pump it when they ready? You remember the Reebok pump? Yeah, the pump. Oh, it was on a tongue that you just... Yeah, so the, the Reebok pump. Where, where's the pump? In okay, the so what we do... So is that... Oh, so you squeeze it in the thing? It's thingy? basically like a third ball, right? So in the... So it's implanted. So it's implanted. Everything's you gotta inside. you got to go in there and squeeze and hit the button? Everything's inside. Yo! And you just... You know, so... I done heard it all. So okay. most girls aren't feeling around like, okay, one testicle, two testicle there's something else, right? So most girls don't do that. They know you got some balls and you got a sack, but they're not <laughs> feeling all in there, right? So we tend to put the pump in the scrotum. And so it's like having a third ball. It literally is shaped like a little round ball and you squeeze it and pump it up. And you've done these surgeries? Yes, of course. And pretty much every urologist does, you know, a penile prosthesis. And then uh, there's a reservoir, which is like a, like a water balloon that sits behind the pelvic bone and when you're squeezing the little testicle pump up, it takes water from that reservoir and fills the chambers that are inside of the penis. Now, the, the problem with those surgeries is once you go to that surgery, you can never go back, right? Because what we do is we basically enucleate or destroy the spongy tissue that fills with blood that creates an erection. We tear that out and put these water chambers in there. And so it, it transfers water from the reservoir behind the pelvic bone into the penis and creates an erection on demand. And guys that get them love them, though. Guys that get them love them. The only downfall of those things, if we want to talk about those for a minute, the only downfall of that is that you're basically destroying the blood supply to the penis. And so the head of the penis or the glands, right, so the tip of the dick, that doesn't get engorged with blood. So you essentially have like a small, normal-looking head with some like an uncircumcised penis. Uh, not uncircumcised, <laughs> but like okay. So you, I'll just throw that in there. So you you know when when it's like Hard, rock, yeah. like uh -huh. freezer meat. Uh -huh. You know you know freezer yeah. meat. Uh -huh. You've ever experienced a freezer and meat? Then what my what I'm what I'm getting from what you're saying is I'm picturing a freezer meat. Mm -hmm. But on that tip, from what you just said, it's it a wiffle ball. Yeah, it's like a little, <laughs> little circumcision. It's, a little, it's just soft. It's just soft. Yeah, it's doesn't, it soft. doesn't get hard. It's, it's just a soft. soft no, I get ball. that. But I'm saying uncircumcised mm -hmm. penises have, like when they're not 
they don't have like no head or anything, I guess. Right. I don't know. You need to go look at some of the right. circumcised penises. Uh, you can Google that. You can Wikipedia you that shit. You could go out. It was somebody without a circumcision. I did have a partner that was uncircumcised. But that's just skin, though. That's just skin. It was like, I didn't want to have, like, we probably went there a few times and I was like, I can't do this. One of the things that we were just recently talking about is why men at a certain age, like, or not, I won't even say a certain age, their dick might only get like 67% hard. And then they, it'd be bending like they're trying to get it in and they might get hard all the way once they get in and get going. But what's the whole, like, how come it doesn't work at the beginning, you know, and then, of course, as a woman, their first thing is me. Like, mm -hmm. he's not all the way turned on by me. I didn't do something right. And so then our self-esteem is fucked up and you don't want to go back to that situation because you're like, well, you know, my old boyfriend, he got hard at hello, and this dude got to mm -hmm. bend and mold and, you know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. can you give us some insight as to why not it's everybody gets hard at One of the most bothersome things for guys. Okay, okay. so I know, and like low key, it's kind of intentional that guys will kind of make the girl feel the guilt or feel the blame. But 100% the guy feels 20 times worse, and that's their deflection mechanism, right? Okay. So they'll be, you know, you know, trying to play it off like, you know, I don't know what's going on. Like, I don't know what's going on. But they know. They know their shit doesn't quite work. And there's, I mean, there's lots of reasons um, people go through erectile dysfunction. Obviously, number one is age-related, right? And the same thing that affects, you know, normal you know, cardiovascular health, right? So, so erection is really simple. You just have a penis that gets nerve supply of, you know, uh, kind of uh, arousal, and then you get some type of a stimulation, you know, touching, sucking, feeling, rubbing, whatever, and then you get the, after that nerve response kicks in, then you get the blood flow that pushes in, right? So the, the blood flow to the penis is like really small blood vessels, okay? So what do we all do? We all eat like shit, we fucking party, we do what we do, right? And then on a microvascular level, on the small blood vessels, you're getting sclerosis, you're getting, you know, uh, um, vascular disease, arterial disease, and these little arteries aren't as, you know, nice and able to pump the blood through like they were when you were a young cat. And so erectile dysfunction is one of the first signs of you got high blood pressure, you got high cholesterol, you got diabetes, you could have some heart disease, you know, so, um, so when somebody comes in with erectile dysfunction and everything you just described, one of the first things we do is say, hey, you do, you, we recommend you should go speak with a cardiologist because, you know, Guys are going to notice this way before they notice a little chest pain <laughs> or, you know, anything like that. So uh, it's one of the first signs of, of all of those, you know, health issues that come with just the lifestyle that we live. We eat like shit. We don't work out. We don't exercise. Um, when we do work out, what do guys do? They go lift weights. That's right, not right. cardiovascular exercise, right? That's right. lifting weights, trying to get big, to try to look good for the girl. But your heart is shit, right? So, um, it's 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 something that definitely comes with age, you know, and 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 lifestyle and overall health. Um, in addition, 
guys are weird. You know, guys are weird. You know, we like new, interesting, sometimes weird things, right? So if it's somebody you've been with for a long time and you're feeling like, man, they're not that aroused like they used to five years ago when we got together, well, you know, and I and and it's unfortunately one of the main reasons that people cheat. If we're gonna take, you know, this direction over there of this conversation, it's one of the main reasons people cheat, in my opinion, is because you just need something interesting, new, fresh, because it's a new arousal, right? So, so remember, to make a dick work, you gotta have good testosterone levels, and that's something else that, as testosterone declines, then your arousal declines, right? And then, um, so one of the things we do is check testosterone levels off top. And then the second thing, you know, is is for that same arousal, right? It's like the same old, it's just the same old, like no disrespect, you could be Beyonce. You're still the same old Beyonce, like I, I sleep with you every night, like, uh. And so people want to, and, and, and for guys, like a lot of like psychologically, like when you start feeling like, oh man, I'm just not like aroused by my girl no more, but I love her, but I don't want to like, shit, like you might venture out to try to find something new to just create new arousal because what that does in turn, and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to justify cheating or none of that kind of stuff here, I'm just trying to explain some psychology behind yeah, it, yeah, yeah. is then when you come back to your girl, now she's a little different, she's a little new, you feel me? So like, what a girl is always say, I hear this all the time. Oh my God, he che cheated on me with this bitch, and she da da da, and she looks different, she acts different. You know, I'm black, she's white. I'm thick, she's a skinny bitch. I got big booty, she got flat ass. Like, why? Cause it's different, right? So guys look for that new arousal. They want something different. But then when they come back to you, now you're different. So it's like it. Like low key is kind of healthy, but I shouldn't say that. But it's no, I'm saying I'm just like, I'm just oh trying to put God. some justification behind it. Not that it's right, but it it makes sense, right? That's crazy. That's greedy. That's selfish. <laughs> is it always though? I mean, because I'm just saying because it's a I think you have to make a conscious effort and decision to do what's right. It's a lot of stuff we have temptation to do wrong, mm -hmm. but you have to make the psychological decision to do the right thing. And you have yes. to, when you in relationships, you're saying, I'm about to put my heart in it and mm -hmm. I'm going to commit to this person, although I know I'm going to have other desires. There's a flip side of every coin. It is, but right? still. it's So let me flip the coin on you. Oh, Okay. I just hit the switch. <laughs> flip, flip. Look, so so the guy like I have plenty of friends mm -hmm. that have sides and other work and all this kind of stuff, right? And they do it in their opinion and their honest opinion, and I don't, I can't disagree with them because I get where they're at. I get it. Is that um, like? It, it creates a healthy relationship for them and their girl because otherwise things get stagnant mm -hmm. and things fall apart, right? But when you can come home at night and be all like into your girl and give it to her right and like, oh yeah, we still got the flair. How do you keep that flair? Well, you have to make her something new. So you can go into weird shit and you end up at like orgy parties and fuck parties and shit like that. Or you end up like shit and pissing on each other or like whatever different arousal stuff that you do. Or you like 
let me go find this side chick and maybe this other side chick. And that way, like, my girl's always brand new when I see her. She's always a new arousal when I see her. And I, to some degree, it creates a healthy relationship because your relationship's not going stagnant. You're still coming home and fucking your girl, your wife, your fiance, whatever it is, right? So, yes, you're absolutely right in what you say that, you know, you, you have to have, like, the morality, discipline. the discipline to say, like, I'm not going to do that. I dedicated my life to this person. But the flip side of that coin is there's plenty of people that I witness have very healthy relationships because they keep their partner, their number one, fully engaged and excited and aroused because they do other shit. So just to keep it a buck. being deceived. Just to keep it a buck. Like, there's that's, a flip that's side the part of that. That coin. pisses you off, though, the deception. Like, we get all of that, mm-hmm. and it's good for y'all, but when, to be left in the blind, of which you don't want to know, but that's where the problem come in at when you do find out, or if you even start speculating. Like, that's, but we think about that as How women. did this conversation start? I mean... Sinead looked at me and said, what about when the dick gets 67% erect? I call my girl, I call my other girl, I'm having a group brunch, we talking about my man's dick. You think he wants that? No. No, but if he... Not, but I don't think we mean in your relation, relationship. It's when you're, you're starting out. You know what she didn't say? What? You know, my man, I love him, he's with me every night. Yeah, his dick is like 67%, <laughs> but he's the best, he loves me, I you love him. We take walks on the beach, we have fine dinners looking over the water. We, you know, nah, we ride horses, like, fuck all that. You're calling your girl to talk about 67% hard dick, okay? Uh, but when you went, once you were in a, like, solid relationship, you don't Don't say solid, your- we're talking about 67%. <laughs> She says 67% around <laughs> erection. This is 67% about, relationship. Right. I'm just saying. We no, just want to figure out what it is. is you know? Can you correct that? No, no. Are we talking about this not when you in the... Uh, you could be in a relationship. I mean, you could be married and, and things change. And you're trying to figure out why things change. Like, this is a real thing. It's not like, you know, I can remember, oh, you know, being married... And things changing as we, because, you know, we started dating, like I said, in, in our teens. And then we're in our 20s. Now we're in our late 20s. And our bodies are changing. Our things that we like are changing. He's, you know, had injuries and he's taking different pills. And you don't know why things don't work like they did when you were 22 mm-hmm. at 29. And you don't know. And like you said, men are, they're, they're um, emotional and they get embarrassed and it's frustrating because they may not know. And especially for black men, a lot of them are not going to call a doctor and say, hey. Repeat that one for the slow ones in the back. Like, <laughs> yes, everything you just said. Guys go through that. That shit fucks guys up. Yeah, and I remember. And they come in. I've, I've had guys crying and like all the kinds of shit breaking down. And like you have no idea. But it fucks people up. But which, And that's why like it's it's messed up. But that's why like like the defense mechanism is like, okay, she feels like it's her. Great, thank God. I'll just play it off like it's her. Like, right. And it's usually not. But a lot of people, like we talked about the level of communication. I'm a communicator. So I'm like, hey, babe, things are not where they used to be. Whether there was a time period when he would, you know, just come too quick. And you're like, but again, where our bodies are changing. We're not teenagers anymore. Mm-hmm. We're learning each other. Where things are feeling different. We, we're growing into each other. And then you have to communicate. A lot of Black people 
don't communicate and they don't go see a doctor when something is wrong. They just say, oh, you notice I must have drank too much last night. Well, this shit happens and you had apple juice all day. What the fuck? <laughs> like, come on now. Work with me. And then it, it escalates and then not everybody is insured. Not everybody's comfortable enough. All these other elements and they don't get dealt with. And so he says, well, let me go sleep with this chick and see if my dick still do the same thing with her. Now you're destroying what you built, trying to figure out what the fuck is wrong with you or if it's better somewhere else. Instead of having the conversation and then talking to a professional about what may or may not be wrong. So that is why that. you're here. So I would say start off with something supportive, right? So most women kind of bottle it up to be, you know, it's it's clearly like the elephant in the room, mm -hmm. and then it just comes out. Right. What's going on? Right. What's you know? Last night, what what happened? You know what I'm saying? Like you just make it weird. Like it should become a, it should come across real supportive. Like you know, you know, baby, you know our relationship's not based on sex. Like you know that it's not even that paramount to our relationship. I love you who, for who you are. And if we never have sex again, that's fine. But is you know, I would like us to have a sex relationship, a, a, a healthy sexual relationship. If that's, you know, if that's what we're able to do. If not, it's fine. But you know, maybe we do like talk to somebody about it. Have you? You know, maybe we try some pills and make it like you're encouraging, but not like not making him feel worse or bringing up this elephant in the room. Yeah. The elephant consumes the whole room. <laughs> so me tiptoeing around it is going to be a lot harder but, than me just... But, but, okay. So give me a... Is, is your relationship based on that elephant? Or is your relationship based on you and... The, if, if there's any relationship that's based on sex, it should go away and die right now. Sex you is a huge part of any relationship that I have. Back to what I said. So if a guy feels that the best way he can maintain this relationship and have a healthy sexual relationship with this person by fucking these other bitches, he's looking out for you. So you can do exactly wow. what you just said, which is an important part of your wow. relationship. So is that a selfish man like you said? Is yeah. he a selfish well, man? Well, here's the thing. Yeah, if he, if he has to man. sleep with other people in order for me to be satisfied. He's number one. Right. Then he shouldn't be with me because I want somebody that could be with me and make me satisfied with being only with me. And there are men that can uh, do that. I want to marry Oprah Winfrey that looks like Beyonce. Done. Uh, done. I don't and know done. how to make that happen. <laughs> but for me personally, I'm not going to share. So if I, you feel like you have to sleep with somebody else to make me be happy, then you should just go sleep with somebody else, and I'll just be happy by I'm myself. I'm not saying it's right. No, no, I'm not. I'm not and I'm not saying, saying you right. should know. Right, exactly. <laughs> now if you don't know, won't That's hurt you. Again, I want to flip the coin on y'all. Right, there are guys, many, many, many guys, fellas, if y'all vouch for me, there are guys out there that fuck around to keep things interesting. For the health of their relationship. I ain't buying into that, Joel. So, that for the health of their relationship. I listen to you. Infidelity. They gonna feel you giving them the okay, like yeah, yeah. That's you giving right. them the okay. That's, that's right. That's right. That's exactly that's right. how that works. That's I feel. Like that's how I feel. Southern bat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what they gonna be saying. My guy. Uh, 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 okay. So yeah, what what happens when that that fight does break out? Where oh, are you sleeping with somebody? then he might want to be a communicator and say, you know what? I heard somebody talking about this, and, and it's kind of honestly how I feel. And let me explain. Like, I really love you. I want us. I'm all about us. 
but I'm trying to make it healthy and I don't want it to decline and right so I want to like do things to make it interesting but not end up shitting and pissing on each other and fucking in an orgy party so I do this other shit and I'm trying to okay you know my response to that would be Negative. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay. So now let's flip it back. So say, say we're we're the millions of women that have to endure their man coming sixty two percent or getting soft, fucking eighteen strokes in or whatever the issue. What if she said the same thing? Look at babe, I love you. I I want to keep like you said, like you gave that intro. I want to keep everything spicy. I want to keep it good. I want you to always feel the love from me. So. This dude, uh, Jacob down the street. Who's 23. And this thing get hard as shit all the time. If I blink too 19 hard. 19 inches. But what I'm saying <laughs> is, now, how does he feel? Now, does he feel better because we're communicating? And I'm saying, mm-hmm. I don't want to hurt your feelings. I don't want you to take pills. I love you how you are. If we never have sex again, all will be well with the world because our relationship is based on love. These are all the things that you just advised me. Mm-hmm. But my needs still need to be met. And for most people that may know or not know, as a woman ages into her later 30s, early 40s, it almost is like a man in his teens. Exactly. You go backwards. Which is the problem. And so now you're falling off, and I am... Exactly. Can we just fuck, and we ain't got to talk and be friends. So that part part we talked about earlier about a man's ego is a motherfucker. That ego is a motherfucker. Um... So, yes, that's going to be a hard pill to swallow. Am I, would I say it's unhealthy? I would say potentially it is. Unhealthy? Healthy. Oh, healthy. Okay. So you advocate for the communication. I, 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 I'm not going to say it's only, it only makes sense for a man's brain, but not for, I wouldn't say that. So, of course, if I'm going to say this, I would also have to agree with you that that's the, you know, the other side of that. And that's one of the conversations that even my one of my girlfriends we again had recently where she's like I called him I said look at how many times can we have sex a week I needed six and he's like you might be lucky if you get two six and so, a year <laughs> not a year so that is a thing that's the dynamics of what we're dealing with in our you know like I said late 30s early mm-hmm. 40s and you're dealing with a man in his and normally you're dating somebody older so he's exactly. now in his late 40s early 50s that's what I was and we say. like so that's the problem, right? So men are super horny and aroused from fucking 12 to like 28, right? Once you hit 30, decline. Once you hit 40, yeah. Once you hit 50, yeah. Now there's some guys out there. I know like 90 year olds that are fucking. And I'm just like, really? I literally, I, on God, I high five these motherfuckers. And I'm like, <laughs> like, you're winning. Right. Like, you won, like life. You're 90 years old. You're, you're fucking four times and a week. Still, they can still get you're winning. Yes, but on average, once you hit 40, eh, once you hit 50, eh, like, and that's what I'm saying. That's a dynamic and that then, we're dealing. And then exactly what you said is most men date women that are five to ten years younger, marry five to ten younger, whatever. Women are in their like 35 to 45 mm-hmm. horny right. age, and guys are like. I take a nap. Let's make it real clear. We're talking a lot of stereotypes today, okay? So when I say men and women, work, I'm definitely stereotyping the fuck out of shit. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and yeah. we have to recognize that there's always outliers and different things. And okay, that being said, a man's ego is a motherfucker. We want to own. We want to possess. We want to, like, th- that's mine. 
like, that's mine. That car is mine. That girl is mine. This money is mine. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just the fucked up shit in our brains. Okay, y'all just fucked up. We're fucked up, of okay. course. Okay, got it. Hands down, we're fucked that's up. That's just it. Okay. All right. People are people. Okay, so I have one, one final question before we wrap up the actual segment segment. What makes good head? Oh, Lord. boy. <laughs> Oh, Lord. You understand oh, the the, the, the anatomy of a penis. <laughs> yeah. So um, what actually like ooh. girls be like, oh, I want to be a bomb head, but do you really though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've heard that one before. Um, okay, so so one is you know like 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 as much spit, nasty saliva shit as possible, right? That's off tops, right? Like, the spittier, the wetter, the nastier, the oh, better. Okay. Oh, Lord. And then... I've been talking about area dry. I, I don't, don't know. know. <laughs> no, no. If your whole... Yeah, oh, this shit needs to be wet and drippy and shit. And it, like, I don't know if you... I don't know if girls know this or not, but... You know, like, the saliva in your mouth? That's like water. Okay? That saliva back here in the throat down here somewhere? That thick viscous saliva oh is some good ass lubricant, right? So when you activate this down here esophageal, <laughs> when you activate the esophageal saliva, yeah. okay. that thick viscous shit will fucking get any dick like red low, God Jesus Lord, okay? And then like the deeper you go, like, you know, you're, you're putting the dick in this really thick, saliva, tight, warm, anyways, so you got to be able to go deep with it, you got to be able to be a little sloppy and nasty with it, um, guys are fucked up, have we touched on that today? Have we, yeah, we okay, just, guys, are, guys yeah. are fucked up, yeah. right, um, vouch for oh, me dude. fellas, um, there's oh, something really sexy and something that's a real turn on when some somebody who's like really beautiful, really sexy, just like beautiful woman that does the nastiest shit. I don't know why. It's almost like the like just the the contradiction in that, right? Like, say you get like I don't know, I can't say no names because this this might be you know recorded or something, but say you got like a nasty looking girl, right? And she's giving you some bomb ass head. And she's like, she's like nasty looking. And like, she like is sucking your dick and like she like, she takes it too deep and she like throws up and like gags up and it's like, oh, this bitch is just nasty. Right? Okay, now take a beautiful, sexy, hot, perfect looking dime. And she does the exact same shit. And say, say she were to throw up on your dick and gag up on your dick and shit, you'd be like, oh my God, like she did that. That's so fucking hot. The other part of it is like, back to the fucking ego, right? The fucking ego's a motherfucker. Did we address that today? Hit that today? Yeah, we might need to hit that a couple more. The ego's a motherfucker. So like when, when a girl's giving you some bomb ass head and doing some shit that like actually like looks like it's paining her or like, gonna make her gag or like she's not comfortable with it 
your mind is like, she's doing that shit for me. Like, she's doing that for me. Like, that's, that boosts anybody's ego. So if you see, if you're getting ahead and the, and, and the girl's doing something like just like, like, you know that she's not quite comfortable with it and she's doing it anyways, that's a huge ego boost. And who's talking about head? <laughs> Oh, Gator damn. texted me, so I need to see what it said. Oh, okay. I thought it was. Can the director text me? What's the 22-year-old's name? Jacob. I thought it was Jacob and shit. I thought Jacob was you texting know like, what? I got this hard dick for you, girl. <laughs> got that dick for you, girl. Yo, Finish your, your thoughts so we can get to the after-hour session. Are you done with your... your, your but you get what I'm saying? There's something so the ego, ego boosting about somebody doing something for you. In a way that like Almost displeases them, right. it's like totally giving themselves to you, right? Right. That's an ego boost, and that's hot. Well, Joel. And that's hot. You have given us more than what I could handle for 30, 45 minute session. Uh, we have a lot to think about. <laughs> it's been a long time since a girl told me that. <laughs> <laughs> And then he'll probably forty-five minutes. Y'all heard that, right? <laughs> crazy. More than she can handle. More than five minutes. Oh, well, what you doing? About fifteen? You a strong <laughs> seven and a half? <laughs> <laughs> Under normal circumstances. Okay. Uh, I hope you guys learned something from that. I hope you are able to take some information from it. I definitely am more enlightened leaving this conversation, Joel. Dr. Abbott, I thank you so much for your time. Let me, let me toast to It's been fun. I'm on you coffee now. You're on coffee? Well, see, the, hey, when your cup is empty, I don't know what you're sipping on, but mine's been empty. So I'm sipping coffee at this point. Well, I'm going to need to finish my drink because that was a lot, and he is awesome. Thank you so much. We're going to continue this conversation, you know, when these cameras are off. Uh-oh. Tina, thank you for coming down, and uh, that was another episode yes. of What She Said. In this case... What he said. What he said. And we out. All right, y'all.